0: I'm an independent podcaster, and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show.
3: Hi Stephen, this is Emmy from Topeka, Kansas calling in to talk about my Jurassic World experience. I always loved Jurassic Park growing up so it wasn't my first Jurassic experience. But I made an adult friend, a co-worker in 2012 named Shannon, who Jurassic Park is her favorite movie of all time. She loves everything dinosaurs, so it really rekindled my love for Jurassic Park and got me interpreting the books and just being a super fan. So I remember since 2013, we were still looking forward to Jurassic World coming out. And then when 2015 rolled around, I... Had this great idea and pushed so hard for the Humane Society I work at to have Jurassic Bark be the theme of their annual fundraiser for that year because they were asking for theme ideas and I went all around I looked up doggy dinosaur costumes came up with a lot of great dog dinosaur puns and gave them decoration ideas but sadly my idea did not win. It got bugged out by Wizard of Paws, which is fine, but I thought it would be perfect since the movie was coming out that year, and that was a dream that didn't come to fruition, but Shannon and I, we lived together actually in 2014 and called our house Jurassic House. We had a Jurassic House party, and just really hyped up this experience for ourselves and we were not disappointed. When it came time to finally go to the theater and see the movie, I wanted to make it extra special, so I dressed up like Ellie Sattler, not nearly as impressive as many of the costumes that I've seen since then, but I had my khaki shorts and my button-up with the sleeves rolled up because I meant business and I wasn't afraid to get dirty with some dinosaurs if needed. So hard back to her. And I also wanted to get goodie bags for everybody, all of our friends coming. So I went to Party America. Luckily, they had tons of Jurassic World stuff. So I got bags, some hats, some little paper airplanes that had dinosaurs on them. And I made a stop at Natural Grocer to get snacks, of course, to sneak into movie theater. It just made it more memorable and, and celebratory and fun. And then the last. Thing that I really remember was sitting in the theater right after the movie started and getting those tingles all over my body that maybe I hadn't felt since the Harry Potter movies came out. Of just being so excited to see a dream come true come alive on the screen. And I'm excited to feel that again this summer. So I'm really looking forward to the next movie coming out I'll have to do something just, just special for my friends. Shannon lives in Arkansas now. But she's going to travel up here so we can go see the movie together. I just wanted to say stay sexy because life finds a way. I'm not sure if that makes sense but Ian Malcolm is so sexy so I just had to put his quote in there. It just seemed right. Thanks for listening and Jurassic on.
0: Welcome back to See Jurassic Right, a podcast about Jurassic Park and you. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Jurassic World. It was no walk in the park to reinvigorate this franchise after Jurassic Park 3 opened in 2001. After years of rumors, noncommittal Spielberg responses, and a John Sayles script involving human-dino hybrids, Jurassic World was finally released on June 12, 2015. Directed by Colin Trevorrow, it was an emblem entertainment-slash-legendary entertainment film released by Universal, with a screenplay written by Derek Connolly, Colin Trevorrow, Rick Jaffa, and Amanda Silver. It was executive produced by Steven Spielberg and produced by Frank Marshall and Patrick Crawley. The film was shot by John Schwartzman, edited by Kevin Sitt, with sound by Al Nelson and Pete Horner. It features a score by Michael Giacchino and has visual effects by Industrial Light and Magic. And it starred Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ty Simpkins, Nick Robinson, Omar Sy, B.D. Wong, Irfan Khan, Jake Johnson, Lauren Lapkus, Katie McGrath, Brian T., Judy Greer, Andy Buckley... Courtney James Clark, and Jimmy Buffett as the Margarita Man. It would go on to gross $208 million that opening weekend to become the greatest domestic box office opening of all time, at the time, defying all expectations, which is surprising given the pedigree, but this apparent underdog status requires a closer look.
1: So I saw Jurassic World, what was it, I guess, two summers ago? Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it, but not nearly as much as Jurassic Park, um, but it, of course, I mean, I just think that this—it's hard to like recreate the magic of what Jurassic Park was like watching it as a child.
0: I look like Laura Derns. Maria Wojcikowski perfectly sums up the overall attitude regarding movie sequels in an era where our nostalgia is being held under a microscope. But our opening call by Emmy from Topeka is filled to the brim with the everyday love and admiration we all share in common as fans. The film reinvigorated my love of the franchise, and I'm thankful that it has allowed me to meet new friends, have new experiences, and make new memories. I was very honored to chat with two actors starring in Jurassic World for this episode, Lauren Lapkus, who played Vivian Krill, and Courtney James-Clark, who played Sarah, a.k.a. the Mosasaur announcer. Plus, writer and podcaster Lindsay K. Thai shares a life-changing moment forever tied to the film. But first, we learn about her history with the franchise.
5: I was 11, like freshly 11 when it came out, and I have a very clear memory of seeing it with my mom and my sister, who's three years younger. I know a lot of people talk about how they weren't allowed to see it when they were younger, but my mom was fine with it. Uh, and my best friend, Jill, and we saw it at Horton Plaza, downtown San Diego.
0: Oh, I know mm-hmm. that place.
5: And um, uh, we got, I got a mint uh, chocolate chip milkshake afterward from the haagen <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my Jurassic Park memory.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. You saw it at Horton Plaza. That place is the weirdest.
5: It is. It's like Alice in Wonderland mall.
0: I feel like for people who either don't go to San Diego or aren't from there, it doesn't even. It's like there's like ha- it's like being John Malkovich. There's like half floors yes. and stuff,
5: and and floors that you think you're gonna be able to get to a different floor, and it just leads to a dead end, or like stairs don't you can't reliably take one set of stairs to every level yeah it's very weird my only connection to dinosaurs was that i had a set of little rubber dinosaur figurines um just toys and i loved my purple stegosaurus and then i lost my purple stegosaurus and it felt like the end of the world i think it was probably like 5 or 6 but then like yeah I had no particular connection to dinosaurs I just really loved the movie
0: What can I say about Lauren Lapkus? She's hilarious and a supremely joyful performer, whether it's on her podcast, Special Guest, Raised by TV, or her newest one, Freedom, on stage with Wild Horses, my favorite live show in LA, or in shows like Orange is the New Black, or currently on HBO's Crashing. Amazing and gracious performer Mary Holland wrapped up the Fan Fiction Friday segment of the podcast recently and is also in Wild Horses with Lauren. She had this to say about her fellow performer.
2: So, Lauren Lapkus is one of my best friends. She is the funniest person on the planet. I think she is uh, such a genius. And um, I remember the first time I met her, we were in this theater company called The Story Pirates, and we were, <laughs> we were having this meeting. We we're like all uh, attending this like teachers' workshop and we're having this meeting and Lauren, I remember she like was joking around with someone and she did like this character voice and I remember I it was like nothing I'd ever witnessed before. I was like, this girl is so incredibly like sharp and specific and I was uh, attracted to her physically immediately. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was like instantly drawn to her. She, she really captivated me. And um, we had a very fast friendship and like have been so close ever since. And I, I think she's just one of the best comedic gifts that this world has ever been given.
0: Her character of Vivian in Jurassic World plays the perfect foil to Jake Johnson's Lowry. Vivian likes dinosaurs, But this is still a job. She gets the best line in the film, hands down. Courtney James Clark is a firecracker, a very talented actor and performer that played Sarah, aka the Mosasaur announcer, who reigned in the giant marine reptile featured prominently in the film. She lends a spark to this role, imbuing a vital bit of naturalism in her brief on screen appearance. She's become a fan favorite. Not only do I chat with Lauren and Courtney about their Jurassic origin stories, But they dive into the audition process, being part of the big blockbuster machine, and the ways the film has affected their own lives amongst their time with the ancient leviathans.
4: Yes,
6: I loved Jurassic Park when I was little. My brother and I, it was one of our favorite movies. And we had the soundtrack. So like we were part of like uh do you remember the Columbia Records thing where you would like get a bunch of CDs for a penny? So-
0: <laughs> yeah, you would you just it It was like a scam, right? Like you would forget to pay and they just keep sending it to you Yes, I don't
6: know how that business model worked at all because we got so many CDs and I don't think my parents ever had to pay for them, but we would get soundtracks all the time because that was like most of the stuff that were like for kids on there and we got the Jurassic Park soundtrack and we would just like literally dance around our living room to the Jurassic Park theme song.
0: I mean, you know, it's got a little bit of bounce in it. Yes, it does. It's very majestic. (laughs) That's so funny. So did you get the soundtrack before you saw the movie or did you see it and then you're like, oh, shit, this came. Because I was feeling those things (laughs) had like, uh, I didn't realize that they sent like good records. I thought it was just like overstock of like. Things that weren't solid.
6: Oh yeah. I don't know like what the other options were, but we had like the little mermaid soundtracks. I don't know that it was all like the like best things. Maybe they had some things that people who were really into music would like, but I was like a little kid, so we (laughs) had just dumb soundtracks. But we I think we had seen the movie already. We knew the song for sure.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, did you like dinosaurs growing up or anything?
6: I wasn't particularly obsessed with dinosaurs, but my brother was and knew, like, every single dinosaur in the world, so I felt like that was a part of my life, but it wasn't something that I was really interested in.
1: Yeah, um, I do remember, I forget if I was, like, six or seven, um, but the first one coming out, and I remember thinking, like, wow, this this is movie magic. Like, it was just, you know, obviously they shot in Hawaii, but um just like the landscape of it all the dinosaurs and I feel like watching it today it still holds up it's not like oh that looks really lame <laughs> um it still looks really cool to me um just i yeah i just definitely remember feeling like wow this is this is like this is a blockbuster this is like a huge film yeah and yeah
4: Oh, that's I feel cool. like that's
1: what I remember about that. I mean, I, I was more into, um, I definitely was like, I loved climbing trees and stuff, but I was very into ballet and stuff. So I wasn't like, oh, I have to have a brontosaurus. Although brontosaurus is my favorite dinosaur. I'd have to, well, maybe mosasaur.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have, have, have to. I should probably be...
4: say mosasaurus.
0: <laughs> You're like, look, people are going to get really <laughs> mad if I, <laughs> if I don't say. Yeah. That's so funny.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: You know, the. I think it's almost like when you're a kid, like, the questions about nature and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Even if you're not, like, consciously thinking about it, I feel like as a kid you're just like, well, those are, like, I thought humans were, like, you know, your parents are the biggest deal. And, like, now there's these things that are, like, bigger right. than your parents almost or something like and that. And
4: I
1: guess maybe also why um, Jurassic Park was so cool to watch as a child is because you, you learn about dinosaurs. I mean, you learn about dinosaurs in school, Unless you go to a crazy <laughs> school, that they don't believe that they existed. But um, is that where you grew up? <laughs> no, not yeah. me, not me. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, but I'm sure there's places not far
0: from where I grew yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, they they hung out with Moses or whatever. Right. They they missed the ark, you know.
1: <laughs> but um, but like learning about dinosaurs growing up, it's like Back to the Future. You don't. I mean, time travel is not necessarily real. Yeah, and it didn't. What? No. Well, I'm so sorry, but
0: <laughs> oh, today no. I'll be telling
1: you that time travel is not real. Um, but or we haven't found a way yet. Sure. Um But uh, but dinosaurs, you know, we have proof that they existed, um, and so to actually finally like see that moving and the sounds and like, uh, um next to a tiny human, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, yeah, that was really cool. So that's probably why I can't think of, th- why, like, Back to the Future or something doesn't really, like, stick in my mind.
0: Yeah, no, same thing. I mean, I, f- I always feel like, too, when you're growing up, you kind of have, like you you have room for only a handful of things to be interested in, you know? Yeah. And so it's, like, some things stick and some things don't. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, that was Jurassic Park for me. And then... Uh, basically that's it <laughs> yeah so Jurassic World um, what was the audition process like for that
6: it was very mysterious because I basically I knew I think I knew that it was for that movie but I had no idea what the role was and it was all very like secretive so I got the sides and they had They were not what I would end up saying in the film at all, but it was like a general idea of that kind of scene. Like, oh, there's something happening. We have to talk about it. We're reporting it. It's getting closer and closer and closer. But I didn't really know anything about it or what my role would be. So um, just kind of went in blindly and did that and then ended up getting it. It was just like a one audition thing. So it was very, very cool and really exciting.
0: That is cool. So it's like one of those things where your like agent or manager is like, here's a big profile. So it's like, you don't even know what the movie is or anything.
6: Yeah. I think I knew that it was Jurassic, but they couldn't tell you anything about the role because they're keeping everything so secretive. So it was like, you just go in and do this part and have no idea if you're saying anything that will ever be actually on screen or not. Yeah. It's,
0: it seems like nowadays it's like you're auditioning for a movie. You don't know what it is. You don't know who you are. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine as an actor, you're like, how am I supposed to give you anything? It if is I don't-
6: so weird. I had one audition for a star Wars movie that I, they couldn't, and I probably had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I probably can't even say this, but I didn't know anything about what I was doing at all. And like the role, what they, they said, it's like, this is not at all what the role will be. So it's so interesting to have an audition where you're like watching someone act out Something that will not be at all what they would do in the movie, and you're know, judging them based on that. So I don't know. It is. It's kind of hard. I mean, the the Jurassic World one was pretty close to the what ended up happening for my character, like the type of being afraid while watching something on a monitor. So <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then when you get the part, are you? Cause I keep reading about how like nowadays people don't even get whole scripts or anything like that. Like when you got the part, was it like, okay, now here's your introduction to what this is. Or was it even more of like mysterious until like the day of, or
6: the director called me and, um, we talked a bit about the role and what was going to happen with the role, but I hadn't read the script yet. And then it wasn't until I, we, I went to Hawaii to do part of the movie and that's when I got the full script. And so I was able to read it and know what was going to happen. Um, and the first scene I shot was watching Irfan Khan's character, like, take off in the helicopter. And so, like, my first day on this movie was, like, in Hawaii on a helipad, like, in the most beautiful area in the world, like, what like pretending to watch some... Actually, no, they had a real helicopter. So, yeah, watching a helicopter take off and it's blowing my hair and I'm being scared. Yeah. Like, I hadn't... And I just learned the context of the scene, like, moment, You know, like, I yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. what was happening at all. So... It was a very, it was a very epic moment to be like, oh, I'm like in Hawaii shooting a Jurassic Park movie on a fucking helicopter pad. It's crazy. (laughs) I didn't know I was auditioning for
1: it. I had like a really busy day and I had an audition come in and it was for a basketball movie. And it, uh, I, it, it was like talking about how this big storm was coming and you had to prepare it. Like, you you worked for the team, the basketball team, and you had to let the um, audience – like, would you call it th- – no, you wouldn't call it audience. You The crowd? It- or? Thank you, yeah, the crowd. Not the <laughs> basketball audience, the basketball crowd. Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Nice play.
1: Um, you would – like, it was talking about letting them know that this big storm is coming and to prepare and, like – Telling them about the exits, and it was like this long spiel, and I didn't have like it was a very fast turnaround for that tape to have to be sent. Um, so I like memorized the lines. I think I had about ten to fifteen minutes to put it on tape, and then I had to like move on to the next thing. Whoa! So I like jumped. I uh, it was just I didn't have to tape with anyone, which was I guess nice because I didn't have to try to find someone or a place to go to hurry up and tape this. Um, it was literally just like this long monologue. Um, so I just put on my camera. I'm at my house, and I just started doing it. And then halfway through, I uh, my mouth was getting dry because it was such a long monologue that I just wasn't – I wasn't uh, thinking about, like, oh, um, etiquette during auditioning and, like, really being there. I was thinking, oh, I'm thirsty. So I grabbed my drink and I just, like, paused while the camera was rolling and I just drank my drink. And I, I feel like I even kind of, like, did, like, a little dance thing, put it down, and then just went on. And I was like, I just have to send it. So I sent that. And then I was working on another film, and my agent called and said... Um, we're just getting final approval. You already have the studio's approval. We're just getting final approval um, for Jurassic World. And I said, oh, oh, I I didn't audition for that. I think there's, like, a mix-up or something. Oh. And she's like, no, no, no. Um, that was the basketball movie. Um, Steven Spielberg saw your tape, and he, like, he likes you, so we're just waiting for final approval. And I was like, what? And... I happened to be at my parents' house when I found this out, and I, like, I, I was on the treadmill at my parents' house, and I put the phone down, and I walked in. And I was like, so um, I'm just waiting on final approval for Jurassic World. And my parents were like, what? You, you never told us about that. You didn't audition for that. I'm like, oh, apparently I did. Oh, is that a basketball movie? And when I came on set, Colin, the director of Jurassic World, um, said... The moment where I grabbed the drink and started drinking, that's when he was like, that's who I want to cast. I was like, really? I should incorporate drinking into more of my auditions.
0: That's (laughs) hilarious, this moment of like – yeah, I mean, I I guess – because, I mean, do audition tapes – do you edit them at all or is it – Yeah,
1: usually – I mean, uh, you – to an extent, like not really – it's just like, let's say you have three scenes that you have to put on tape for the same movie. It's like the same character, but just three separate scenes. You edit it in the sense of like you have scene one, and then it probably um, goes into scene two, mm-hmm. and but it's like a clean uh, fade in, fade out sort of thing. Got it. Um, but that's like kind of all the editing that you do. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking like, okay, so I need to add in more physical, maybe like... Yeah, just always have a drink near me. I'm just every scene for every movie. I'm just like,
0: <laughs> just more. <off laughs> see the how cuff, it works. You know? Yeah,
1: just see if it works.
0: You're like, have somebody come distract me. Have a pet walk into the room. <laughs> right. Just allowing for these moments of like, realist, realist, like realism. Or right. Whatever. That's
1: what he was saying. He was like, I just felt like it was really real, and I felt like you were capturing what I wanted of like somebody that has important information to get out, but. They are also kind of bored with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it makes, now it makes sense. But at the time, um, my head wasn't like, oh, let me make sure I look bored with this moment.
0: Sure, yeah. You know,
1: but now knowing what Jurassic World was, um, that makes sense. To show this crazy, elaborate thing that it's hard for us to really imagine, but... In that world, it's, like, mundane. It's, like, meh.
0: For sure, yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up going to a lot of, like, zoos or, like, theme park stuff like that or, like?
1: Yes. Um, I love theme parks. I love a good ride. Um, I am a thrill seeker. I love, yeah, I, I... the older I get, the more I'm, like, oh, with zoos because I'm, like, I feel so bad for these animals. But, like, I I, pre- I do remember as a kid going – coming out here to L.A. Um, and then taking, like, a few days with my family in San Diego and going to, like, the safari park and stuff where it's really, like, more interactive, I guess, mm-hmm. with the animals. And I remember that having a big effect on me. Um, and definitely theme parks in general. I've always loved them. Um, so – I felt like I knew their cadence, I guess. Sure, like yeah. How I knew the cadence of my doctor when I was a kid. So like, I would pick up on things the way they would talk or, like, the cheesy, like, yeah. stuff that they would say, that they say, like, 50,000 times a day. But then they always make sure they're, like, <laughs> you know, doing stuff like that. So They're um, like, oh,
0: yeah, I got to add a little bit of life to this so people right. don't think I hate this place.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I oh, feel like. Gosh. That's what a lot of times those workers seem to do.
0: That's so cool. Wait, were you, um, were you, uh, were you in Hawaii, and then was the, was all the control room stuff like in Louisiana? Or,
6: yeah, okay. that was all New Orleans. So the. My one outdoor moment was in Hawaii, but most people had more outdoor stuff. But That's kind of yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, it was neat. You get to go outside and you're like watching a <laughs> helicopter take off. And then because I was thinking about that, like rewatching the movie, like it's got to be weird when you see like a finished film to be like, oh, here's what all the pieces.
6: Yeah. Like when you see where something is on the map of the world they create or whatever, like, oh, we're just a part of this giant park that is existing. But you can't really tell that at all when you're shooting it because we're just in like a sound stage you know, kind of in a little hole, <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I know, it was, like, I was thinking a lot about your scenes where you're, like, having to interact with, like, stuff that's on computer monitors, people on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very, um like, futuristic kind of, like, almost, like, space that's set up. Like, it's, like, did you, were you, like, in a lot of those scenes, were you interacting with, like, were you hearing Bryce tell you the lines or was somebody reading it for you, like, I can't even, like, wrap my head around, like, how all the pieces, like, come together.
6: Yeah, with the – so Bryce was in a a few of the scenes, so she was actually there. But then, like, the moments where we're just talking on the headsets or just reacting to the screens, there really was nothing on the screen. I mean, like, there were some points where they would put up some sort of footage they shot of – uh, we had one repeating like clip of one of the guys being killed or like, or his thing cutting out, like the camera cutting out oh, on cool. him. So we knew he was about to be killed. Um, but really it was mostly just imagining all of it, which is, it's, I mean, I really give a lot of credit to people who like work in those movies where like, it's, they're just interacting with CGI characters. Cause I, I do not know how people can do it. Like having full on emotional reactions to nothing. It is very difficult. <laughs> i mean like i was just imagining like my family like dying like trying to be like yeah what because i'm looking at a blank wall basically but i have to be like terrified is it um, almost
0: like you're having to like just like put the most extreme kind of thoughts in your head to just feel like you're at a point where you're at the level
6: yeah yeah because yeah, the character is so terrified the entire time pretty much like her her personality is more jittery than mine anyway but then like everything obviously is going horribly I mean full there's full-on destruction and she's watching death occur so yeah it is it's pretty serious
0: yeah no I, I yeah again I was re-watching it and there was just a moment I feel like you it's like you look at Jake Johnson and then you're but you're just like in that like oh shit like <laughs> you just saw somebody just got eaten kind of face and it's just like <laughs> it's just I don't know in those moments you're always like what are they like how are you it's like what's going through your head to like get to that place that feels genuine and like real.
6: Yeah. Trying just really trying to imagine death (laughs) for me, at least in that moment, it was like, Oh, that's what I can tap into is like thinking about the saddest thing I can think of and the scariest thing I can imagine. I don't know. Maybe people have other techniques, but that's what I was working with at that point. So
0: (laughs) no, that's cool. Did, did um, Colin or like, did he, like, was he, work? Like, because you read the script, obviously, but yeah. were you, was he kind of, because I've seen on other films, like, directors will, like, almost, like, I've seen like Peter Jackson, like, will, like, kind of mime off screen, like, the creature, like, doing its thing. Like, was he doing any of that? Or was it more of, like, here's the situation and just kind of let you take ownership of it? He was more
6: one. of the second, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But then he he did show us a bit of, like, um, piece together not footage, but it was like some like drawings and some little footage that I guess they had that wasn't fully edited or like, you know, messed with. So it was very basic version of what would actually be in the movie, but of some of the moments where the creatures would actually interact with each other. So we had some sense of like what it would look like when it was done. I mean, I'm talking about practically a flip book. So I really don't, it's not like I was seeing like anything really actually real, but it was really cool to see because we kind of had no sense of what things would look like. So that was pretty neat.
0: What was it like working with Jake Johnson?
6: It was really fun. We have um, a lot in common and he has an improv background and was from Chicago. We're from the same hometown. And um, so that was really fun. And yeah, I mean, it was great to get to do that part with him because it was pretty low key energy on set, like, not, you know, made it feel like less intimidating than I think it might feel otherwise being in such a big movie. Um, and Colin let us play around a bit and. Improvise a little bit so we oh. had a good time
0: oh that's fun yeah, yeah yeah to me it seems like that's a big model that people like to do now it's almost like let's get the let's get the like the 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 um the studios like mandated like you need to get this stuff but then also let's let, let you have fun a little bit and then it's yeah. like ends up being do you feel like for your stuff it was like a blend of the two or like
6: yeah I think a, a little bit of it made it in I mean it's obviously so much has to happen in a movie like that like there's not much room for just like us like chatting about random shit but he did leave a couple lines in which is fun and it was it was cool in the moment to feel like we had that freedom because it did feel kind of like an indie movie where we're like oh we're allowed to kind of like make it our own in a way that I wouldn't expect in a movie of that size so that was it, neat
0: and was the was the control room like that big or were you guys just a piece of it like was that like was your piece separate from like because there's shots where it's like it looks like there's like 20 people oh
6: yeah that was full it was that it was like that when we were doing it so it was a fully like the room felt like a real control room like it really felt fully done and the screens in front of us were the only thing that kind of left to be filled filled in oh, okay with, with like the security camera footage um, but everything else was like functioning and there were so many little details I love like anytime I act in anything I really admire set design and all the details and there were so many cool things on our desks that were like very specific little things that I don't know if you would even see so it was I love stuff like that to feel like it was like really every moment every little part was really thought about.
0: Yeah, it's like if you can't see the dinosaurs, at least let us have this stuff to play <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah. So it yeah, feels yeah.
6: like we're in a real environment and it was cool.
0: Um yeah, in the they there was one deleted scene with you and Jake. Um, where you're like sipping a teacup. Oh, I there's wanna... a,
6: deli- wait, where did you see that? Like, on, like, the it was on the Blu-ray, yeah, Oh, yeah. funny, I haven't seen that.
0: It's, um, yeah, it's when you, um, when you were both are like looking at the screen and like, I think they probably cut it out because it was like kind of spoiling that it had, the Indominus had camouflage.
6: Oh, yeah. And so
0: maybe they just cut it because they didn't want to like spoil that moment. But there's like a part where you're just like sipping a teacup and I was just like, oh, that's this this is like such a great little moment because it's like, Again, because your character is responsible for getting out a lot of information, but it's like this, like the idea that you're like <laughs> sipping on it, like this woman brings like a, <laughs> a like a China set to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in her locker at work is like a little tea kettle. <laughs> I She's vaguely
6: like, remember this moment now. That's really funny. I have to seek that out. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I do. There, I, there probably were those moments where, cause I, we have so much exposition, exposition that like, you don't want to give away everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Were there other like moments like like other deleted scenes or moments that you, if you remember that like didn't make it into the movie?
6: I really, I have a bad memory for stuff like that. I think when it first came out, I was kind of aware of like, oh wait, what happened to that moment or whatever. But, um, I've, I've let them go, which is maybe (laughs) for the best.
0: No, I mean, that seems like, (laughs) it seems like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's just it's just funny because this just reminds me. I, I feel like I've heard Steve Agee a lot on podcasts lately being like, oh, that improv we did. You I know? know.
6: I know. I don't feel like there was like that much on the cutting room floor for us. Like, I, I can't remember, thankfully, but there are some like movies and things that I've been a part of where you're like, we talked for so long <laughs> and it's a two second moment that they put in. So that's funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? What was it like working with Vincent D'Onofrio?
6: <laughs> he was so awesome. He was so funny. I I found him to be hilarious, and he taught me a magic trick, um, which I was trying to execute in the moment and probably never really did. But it was really it was a great time. Like it's kind of one of those tricks where like you have you think you have one ball, but then you have two balls. I mean, you, um He was hilarious and just a, like a really nice person and a good. He just made it really fun. I was very happy to get a chance to work with him. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Because you're just like. Well, imagine for, for you, because you were basically in one location, it was just like, because that, that control room is just like a hub for characters to kind of walk in. Yeah, and out
6: of. yeah. So, I mean, he was great. Everyone really was so nice to work with. And Bryce was really sweet and and very welcoming. Everyone made me feel good. So I was very thankful for the experience. There are some sets where people are kind of cold. So it was really nice.
0: What was, oh yeah. Well, just circling back to the beginning, what was it like working with Irfan Khan?
6: It was great. He was so nice. And he's somebody who I've seen obviously in a million things. And so I was kind of intimidated by him. He's got he's a very like serious seeming person. But he's very warm and chatty and a nice guy. And um, my family was really thrilled that I got to work with him because he's just one of those actors that you just admire in everything that he does. Um, But yeah, he was great. Super nice.
0: I mean, what was it, how many days were you on set and like, what was, what was that like? And
1: My actual filming was, it, we would, okay, so.
0: And you were in Hawaii, right? Or were you in no, Louisiana? No, I was
1: in Louisiana. Oh, okay. I was at, um, I was on uh, NASA. Um, They're like one of their, uh, what would you call it?
0: Like a base or something.
1: Yeah, it's where they build like or used to um, a lot of their shuttles. So they had a lot of the hangars where they would build space shuttles. Um, so technically have a NASA badge. Which nice. Is cool. Um, um, but I filmed there and. There kept being weather issues because, if I remember correctly, we were filming during hurricane season, oh. which is always, like, touch and go very much. There's so much rain during that time. You could have a hurricane. You're always <laughs> watching for the the storms brewing in the Gulf. Is it coming this way? So there were a lot of times where I would be, like, supposed to head to set the next morning, and I'd get a call that's like, nope, we're going to push it back. We actually are going to push it back till next week. So...
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: <sighs> Technically, I guess like a full day to film it, mm-hmm. but I had to go for like a Uh, makeup hair testing because it was such like a big project they wanted to make sure I didn't look like (laughs) a -a ragamuffin I guess
0: (laughs) well it seems like on big blockbusters like this you're just you know you're part of this big machine so it's like I can imagine you're just like it's like you kind of plop in work your magic and then kinda like plot back yeah, out. Yeah. Kind of this was
1: probably the most secretive project that I've worked on to date so oh, wow. far. Um just even when I was um in wardrobe, like they were trying different options of what I was gonna be wearing. Uh, That was like somebody would like follow me to the dressing room and like stand right outside to make sure they didn't hear like, like me taking like a picture of myself or like calling someone or something like that. And it's like as soon as I would come out of the dressing room, they would take it and we'd move on to the next thing and then they would wait out there. And usually it's more like relaxed and there's a lot of like different things going on at that time so they're like uh yeah that looks good but this was like more like regimented because they just didn't want anything coming out and like if if stuff was shown to me while I was filming it was like shown to me inside of a tent like we couldn't (laughs) even be out just in case an extra would see it and maybe probably like snap a picture we had to like go into a tent zip it up and then like have a conversation which I thought was interesting it was cool um and then I sometimes <laughs> felt like ooh I know like secret information. Um yeah, so
0: That's so funny. Yeah, I, um so then when you actually are finally doing your scenes and stuff like does it just feel like a normal movie or is it still kind of part of that whole process?
1: Luckily like I feel like two factors helped me like calm the f down um when I was actually filming. Um one, I was like, just think of it like any other film. Don't think of it as, like, this huge blockbuster that people are, like, really waiting for and they've been waiting for years and years. Like, don't think of it like that. Just go through your motions. Um, and then the the crew and the cast, um, they all made it feel, like, really intimate. Even though they – I think for my stuff, I mean, there were tons and tons and tons of extras. They had half a stadium built. Like, it was huge – But the way that they would communicate with me, like um, Frank Marshall and Colin and um, uh, some of the other cast and crew, they were able to keep it to where it still felt intimate and still felt like we're just we're all excited to do the best work. Not like everything's riding on this. You got to make sure you get this right. It was like let's have some fun. Let's try it this way. And actually, I've. I feel like looking back, um, there are other films that I've done where um, my uh, movements, even if I'm turning to the right on a certain line or whatever, is more like to, Mm -hmm. like it has to be to the exact, you know. Like, you have to turn on this line and extend your hand. And Colin never had that. He kind of let me, like, walk. Like, that was my area, that podium. (laughs) And I could walk around. I could touch things. I could, like, move around, um, do anything with my hands. Because I have worked in other things where I'm like, dang, like, Jurassic World, they were letting me do a little more than this. (laughs)
0: That's so funny.
1: I know. It's kind of weird, but.
0: And so so you filmed some of your scenes, like, you filmed your scene, like, with the crowd and everything, I did. oh my God, that's so cool. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess, you know, I think we're so used to like CGI and stuff or like green screens. I would have almost assumed that it they would have like your stuff would have been separate from like the crowd. Or, I don't know, you know right it's hard it's it's I can never tell these a days.
1: lot of the crowd was there, not the full crowd. Some mm-hmm. of that is CGI. Um, but a lot of it was and they did build a lot of that like stadium they had big water machines so you could get the feel of like when the dinosaur was coming up and you could oh. re- it was really like coming down
0: that's so cool
1: um yeah so they they helped create that environment for you um a little more than just like here's a tennis ball yeah <laughs> yeah
0: no so. that's so cool yeah I was gonna ask too like did you did they show you any like, references of the mosasaurus before or what kind of creature would be or was it or is or is it more of like because i always think of uh, of like early behind the scenes footage of the original Jurassic park where steven spielberg is just like you know like totally acting it out or whatever or, or like the tennis ball kind of stuff
1: right um well so luckily the mosasaur really existed so i was able to like research that myself. But then also I was taken into the tent, zipped up and like shown like what it's going like the 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 caliber of it, like how large it's gonna be the scale of the Mosasaur compared to me and all that stuff. So I could have a better idea of like how far it's jumping. Am I looking? Do I not really care? Do I am I just like that's it, you know? Yeah. Um so yes, they did show me Um, kind of a sketch, like a model of what it was going to end up being. And they were able to help me in the sense of they had, um, like, this big rod. And when the dinosaur would jump up, they would, like, throw it up to, I guess, the scale of how much of the dinosaur would be coming out of the water. So I could, like, look up if I...
0: Yeah, you're reacting to something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. They're like, here, come here, come here. And you're just like, Zzz, here's the, you know, yeah. like a secret dino sketch kind of thing. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, So then when you were on set, because you were saying that, like, Colin had a lot of freedom, was there, like, do you remember, like, shooting anything or stuff that you, like, isn't in the movie or anything, or?
1: Actually, um, all my stuff made it, which is like, yay. Oh um, <laughs> while we were filming he's like i just really like what you're doing um do you mind if i write you more i was like absolutely i was like yes please write me more um so he's like give me one second and he goes into the little tent with you know the producers and they're sitting there writing more and he's like how do you feel about this like it was it was cool because i never felt like it was them up here and then there was me. It was like I felt like everything was very collaborative, which I was surprised. Like I understand, yes, at the end of the day they they have way more say than I would. Sure. But it never felt that way. So I ended up having more on set than was originally Oh, written. that's cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's got to feel good just because it's like – it's nice to know that these things aren't like this static thing that kind of just – you know, stops at the script stage. It's nice that they're kind of, when they bring in people, they're actually seeing how they, how, like, right. what's working and what's not and stuff. And it seems to be m- more of the trend nowadays, you know, when people are reshooting and stuff. But it's, like, nice that it comes down to, like, the actual actors are affecting the...
1: Right, the, yeah. ...the
0: the film itself in that way. That's yeah. really cool.
1: Very much so.
0: Um, what was, like... So you're done shooting... Um, yeah, it was the f- full day, and then you saw the art, and then, like, when you're done, oh yeah, this is this is what I asked Lauren too. When when you were done, is there like a strict like, this thing comes out in a year or whatever? Like, are you kind of like, did it, like you know going back to like the studio basically, you know, trying to like you know prevent spoilers or anything yeah. like that? Is there like a is there like a handy guide where they're like, hey, don't tweet about this or don't talk about that? I mean, or, you like,
1: sign like an NDA. Um, a non-disclosure agreement. So you don't, you're not going to be posting any pictures. I'm not going to say what I'm going to be doing. Um, It was released in like, I think on deadline and stuff, that I was going to be in the film, but it didn't go into any more than that. I knew I was going to be like starting the Super Bowl commercial, which was like the first view of Jurassic World. I knew that, but I obviously couldn't say anything. I couldn't talk about, like, if I was working with the dinosaur, yeah. w- did I work at the park? Like, I felt like leading up to it before the movie came out. Um, because in in the, I feel like in the Super Bowl trailer, it starts off black and you just hear my voice. And then it kind of just goes into everything. So you still didn't know exactly what mm-hmm. I was doing. So if I would do an interview and stuff, they would be like, can you tell us? And I'm like... No, I can't really say anything. I just, you know, um it's coming out like Yeah. I, so that was tough, but I mean, you don't want to mess anything up for anybody, so you just keep it zipped.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you so then on the Super Bowl, did you like cuz you already knew, like did like did you do something special for that and just like, you know, almost like a like you know, like, you know, showing some Here's,
1: like. Uh, the funny thing is um, some, like, through people I knew uh, some trailer places that were going to be working on the trailer. And they were like, oh, she's not in it. And they didn't understand that my, that was my voice. And um, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not in it. My thought, my thought thought so that was like a definite, but okay, all right. So I was on my way to a Super Bowl party, and I was actually late. I think I was like 20, 30 minutes late, and my Twitter just blew up. And it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, I, J Clark, your voice, oh, my God. And, and I was like, wait, oh, my God, I think I am in the trailer. And I went into the Super Bowl party at this point, everybody's, you know, not next to the TV. They were like, hey, we couldn't hear it, but we didn't see you. And I was like, no, no. And then I like, I played it on my phone. I went in the bathroom because it was so loud at this party. Um, I went in the bathroom and I was like, oh my God. Okay. So then I called my parents and I was like, hey, did you see? And they're like, "Um, no, when's it coming on? I was like, it already happened, but go Google it. I, I, I started off. And so that was a surprise because I thought I had it. Then I thought I didn't. And then I found out through Twitter, through the fans that I did. So it's because of the fans that I found out. Because otherwise, I don't know if I would have found out. I feel like everybody, all my friends kind of missed it. And my family missed it. So maybe to this day, I still wouldn't know if it wasn't for the tweets I got. Oh, my gosh. Unless I Googled it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure I would have. And I would have (laughs) been like. What? That is me.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. That's funny. You're Because, yeah, it, it does seem like that thing of, like, again, with blockbusters, things are always shifting. And because right. it's from such a high level, it's right. like, you know, even just from movie dates getting – I mean, all of Jurassic World got pushed back, like, six months or a year or something originally. Yeah. Because it was going to film, like, in 2014 or something. And then they decided to give – The movie more money and stuff and yeah but so it's just kind of crazy that you're like oh man i was like almost there i know
1: i was like man i could you know finally people would believe me when i you know said i
6: was in this movie but i guess not but then it turned right back around
0: so that's so great
6: yeah speaking of my brother and our connection to the movie like i was able to bring him to the premiere and it was really really fun to get to like have that moment with him he's in real estate. So it's not like his background to like, you know, be at a, a premiere of a movie or anything. And it was a very like huge premiere and we got to go together and sit there and watch the movie. And it was, it was really exciting to share that with him.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah. the, so that, that premiere, that was in LA, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, I always wonder for like these big blockbusters, like as they're leading up, like for you, like, what was it like? Cause this is, you know, part of this big franchise and stuff. Is there anything like does it feel any different than like when a normal movie comes out or a TV show, or or is there, or is there something like, does the studio or anything do they like, I don't know, do they make you do anything? I don't know. It's just like because yeah. it feels like there has to be like some secrecy and like spoilers and stuff, and
6: yeah, we weren't allowed to talk about it for a while, and then my my part. Um, like was just big enough to warrant me like being at the premiere and doing all the things like having little interviews and stuff so it was fun to be a part of that it was definitely the biggest movie I'd ever been a part of and that was pretty huge for me to feel like oh like I'm in this movie that's insane and like being there with my brother it it made it even more surreal to be like yeah I don't know either what's going on like this is so crazy (laughs) and the premiere itself was definitely the biggest premiere I've ever been to like with just a very winding long red carpet of interviews and like kind of a spy role that was like just going on forever of people interviewing people which was it's yeah it was a huge event so it was really cool
0: that's cool and then yeah. i imagine seeing the finished film was probably nice in the sense that you actually get to see like how all the pieces Add up and everything.
6: Yeah, and I, I when I mentioned I have kind of a bad memory, <laughs> I like can easily forget how movies end, even movies that I'm a part of. So watching it for the first time, I had not read the script in like over a year, I think, since we were doing it. So I kind of like didn't really remember the, and I'm not in the ending of the movie, uh where there's the huge showdown between the dinosaurs and stuff. So like watching that, I was like actually on the edge of my seat, like oh, I forget what happened.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> um well i was gonna say speaking of the ending i mean i feel like you know your your last scene is like one of the most memorable moments in the movie and oh, this definitely gets the biggest laugh <laughs> like every time because i i saw in theaters like five times
4: <laughs> um, awesome.
0: but like what was that day like did you was there because i think i remember reading that you guys did improv like a couple different
6: yeah we did a few versions um there was like the kind of underdog hero moment where we have a kiss and it's like, oh, like, I'll, I'll wait for you kind of moment like that you would expect in a movie. And then this version, which obviously is way funnier. And um, so we did both of those and it was it, I, I had no idea which way I, I thought would be better in the moment because I was like, it's funny, too, that they would end up having that hero moment because that's silly for these characters because you don't expect it because they're, like, the nerd side characters. Yeah. So I thought that was funny, too. I and I I really, obviously, I think they made the right choice, but in the moment, it was like, both of these seem like funny options, so it was cool that we got to do both and, like, be surprised
0: by the outcome. Yeah, do you think that, that like, as an actor, does that, knowing that filmmakers almost like just want options does that change how you perform at all or anything or
6: it's interesting like with that movie specifically thinking that it's such a big movie and to in my mind I would think that all of that stuff is so planned out and decided that it was it was surprising to me that we could do two versions and not know which one they would go with (laughs) but I think it's really cool when like in terms of editing like things that I've been a part of where I'm like oh I wish that I had another option there so like you could make this moment something else. Like I, I've definitely seen that in things that I've done, where I'm like, "Oh, I would have liked to have done that differently." Because to see when you see how it kind of all comes together, um, so it's cool to have something like such a wide range of options in that moment, and to see what they ended up picking was really exciting.
0: That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it maybe even might make you take more risks because you're just like, "Well, I if I don't do if we do don't do this version, then we can do it this way."
6: Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And you, I feel like I hear about actors like. Like old famous actors, where it's like, and everything he did was di- completely different every time, and it's like, how? I don't know how that's <laughs> possible, but inspiring, and it is, it does make you think about that for sure. But we'll see if I ever do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Every take is perfect. <laughs> um, what was the premiere like? Oh my! God. When you finally got to be like, I hey, know. you can finally see me, like you know.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I know. That day leading up to that premiere, which was that evening, I could barely eat. I was a huge ball of nerves, and I kept just, like, getting, like, oh, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. Um, and that's just how I am. I just get very nervous to go on a carpet. Um but I was like, you just got to fake it till you make it. You just got to fake it till you make it that you have this confidence out on this carpet. Because um, I also feel like sometimes it can be hard as a woman, like what you're going to be wearing and your poses and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, I just had so much chatter in my head. Um, but it, it's like a f- almost a full day process. You know, You like. You're making sure your outfit's all together. You're going getting your hair done, your makeup done, your nails are on point, your jewelry, <laughs> all this stuff. Um, and I was in the car on the way, and the car dropped me off <laughs> um, at the wrong spot. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, and the car, like, went away. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was, like, running through the fans, like, <laughs> um, I ducked into a place because I was at Hollywood and Highland, um, just kind of collected my thoughts, then, like, went back out and went onto the carpet. And it really, as soon as I got onto the carpet, I feel like all my nerves went away because – The whole thing was magical. It was kind of misty and, like, rainy that day a little bit and foggy. And then they had the vines everywhere and they were blaring the Jurassic um, theme song through, like, all of Hollywood and Highland. And uh, the carpet wasn't just, like, you know, um, left to right. It was, like, a circular, like, rotunda of a carpet. It was huge. Um, And as I'm making my way down the carpet... um, doing my poses, <laughs> um, I could hear fans that I connected with on social media. They were there, and they were saying my name. And I would, like, look up, and I would notice, like, wait, I know you from Instagram. And it was just – it was, like, I, all those nerves went away. And so awesome. it just was cool to be, like, oh, my God, these people that I've been talking with for months, they're, they're rooting for me. They don't want me to be – you know, they don't yeah. want me to fail, so – then all of a sudden i just everything was fine um and then getting to watch the film in the same you know theater that they do the oscars was like oh, this is pretty cool and then the after party to walk in and there's like the the park is built it's they Whoa. have the huge jurassic park gates like huge waterfalls dinosaurs props from the movie Um, At the time, VR was like brand, brand new, (laughs) and they had VR, and you could like play with um, a dinosaur and feed it, which I had fun doing. Um, uh, Jimmy Buffett played, which was so fun. Um, The food was great. Everybody was just down to have a great time, and... The way it was set up, it was so magical, too, because they, they had a bunch of plants, and then they had the electric fence all around. Oh, wow. It was It was a magical night. I think it's still my background on my phone.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. It
1: was definitely cool, and I still have my jumpsuit. I want an excuse to wear my jumpsuit
0: <laughs> again. <laughs> what was it like... Uh- switching gears a little bit what was it like working on the like Lego game and the Lego and I noticed that the Lego movie too there's a little Indominus Lego movie
6: yes it was very lucky um, that they threw my character in there I, I think I have in the game I'm like I have like one line or something and so I went and like recorded this random line, um, but you can <laughs> but you can play as me, yeah, yeah, it, which yeah. is really cute. And like my, my mom uh, just retired, but she was a teacher, and her kids would actually like had told her they played me in the game and stuff. So I didn't even know you could do that until I heard it through one of these kids. Um, and yeah, they made a short as well, and I have a couple lines in that I think too. But it was I mean it was really fun because I got to just go and do like a easy little gig, and then oh it's like an actual thing that people are seeing, and the game is like so popular and. I've never been a part of a video game, so it's fun to have my likeness as a Lego. I would love to have it be an actual toy, but it's not. It's just in the game. Yeah, you're like, hey, come on. (laughs) It's very cool anyway.
0: Um, Well, yeah, because it's like being part of a blockbuster. It's like I just wonder how like are you is it like are you like asked like, hey, do like can I participate in all this stuff? Because like sometimes certain people don't come back for those little things. And yeah. Stuff, like, for for you know just any of the ancillary, you know kind of you know offshoot stuff. Is it like something where they're like, hey, like do you want to do this, this, and that? Or is it more like, well, we want your character to be in this. Like, how does that process? That work?
6: wasn't. It wasn't until I didn't know anything about it until it was just like offered as, as it came up. So like it wasn't like anything that was part of my contract. Like, and there will be a game, and there will be a cartoon or whatever it was just like oh will you do this and come and do these lines whatever. and whatever i was like of course so yeah it just was an extra bonus moment
0: um and i was gonna say speaking of fans it feels like you have a really good relationship with the community
6: i can't think of a
1: single time in the jurassic community that's what i'll call them um
4: <laughs> they love it
1: <laughs> the jurassic heads um no one's ever been mean Like, they're all super kind, and they're fun, and there doesn't seem to be any ego. And it's fun to just be able to have conversations and really connect with people that enjoy this as much as I enjoyed making it, you know, and and being a part of it. It's, It's really nice to be able to connect to them. So I have not had a bad experience at all.
4: No, that's which awesome.
1: i was expecting somebody to make some comment at some point but fingers crossed
0: nobody yeah. has <laughs> i mean it's 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 been cool cuz it's like there's like fan art and like there yeah. i saw somebody designed an action figure of you like I know. a like a concept art of that and stuff like it's just yeah I, and then um i saw that that Mosasaurus action figure instagram thing oh the, yeah, yeah yeah which i thought was like really cool i love that people have lashed on to to your character like like we all would want to be that person who gets to like hang out with this like amazing yeah. creature all day kind of thing
1: yeah it has really been awesome I mean the amount of like fan mail or fan art that I have that I have hanging up at my house like it's some of it's kind of funny because like somebody will come over. And on one of my walls, it's just, like, all these, like, different pictures of me. And I'm like, if I had a bigger place I would put this in my office, this wouldn't just necessarily be out for, like, <laughs> everyone to always think, like, oh, I just have a wall catered to myself. But I just feel super proud. And I feel like it's so awesome that people have been so uh, kind and, and receptive to, I guess, my character and the Mosasaur and everything that has been Jurassic and Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. And I want to display all my fun stuff. I have cute little figurines. I have Mosasaur teeth. The other day I was going through some stuff and I was like, ah, those are more Mosasaur teeth.
2: "Ah, I can't get rid of
0: those.
1: So like the amount of dinosaur stuff I have is kind of funny to me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you a little disappointed that you didn't get a like get eaten by a dinosaur or anything like yes,
6: that? Yes, I am. Especially knowing that I'm not in the next one. I'm like, if I wish I could have died. It would have been so awesome. Um, and... Yeah, just, I mean, I think those death moments are so amazing and they're so absurd. Like, getting eaten by a dinosaur is so ridiculous. I don't know that I'll ever have the opportunity for that to happen to me again. Yeah. So I am sad that I didn't get killed by one.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're looking forward to Fallen Kingdom or not, but maybe there's room for Vivian to come back at some point because they've yeah. probably got a plan to a million of these that are going to.
6: I mean, I'd be thrilled. So if anyone's listening and wants to have her back, I'm in.
0: <laughs> do you think that your character survived or do you think that she was also young? by the mosasaur no
6: I think she survived
0: she knew what was up she she knew what to do yeah
1: I think I think she survived I don't think the mosasaur would turn on her um, so she didn't get eaten but I think she maybe maybe the day that everything went to hell in a handbasket maybe uh, she called in sick that day anyway (laughs) because she needed a day to herself because she was bored with her job yeah you know, and it all worked out. So yeah, she's, yeah. like, still alive.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, Blue didn't turn on, you know, Chris Pratt's character. So right. why would why would the Moses turn on Sarah?
1: Right. Exactly. I but, yeah, that. I'd like to think that she's alive.
0: Um, I love that. Um, are you excited for the next movie, Fallen Kingdom?
1: I am excited. Yeah.
0: Is it interesting being, like, now being, like, back on the other side as, like – because I always, like, for me, like, it's it's fun to, like – work on something that I really like but also like still be a fan of it too and like I don't know kind of that like interplay between that
1: yeah it is cool it is interesting and it's fun to watch some of the stuff come out and it's fun to see the fan theories and um, you know fan art towards fallen kingdom and lego things and all you know the toys and and everything like that it's really yeah it is exciting
0: that's awesome.
1: And I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if we'll be like the same at Hollywood and Highland and everything again, <laughs> I assume.
0: yeah. You're like, I think there's room for the sorry announcer. I think, <laughs> I think she can.
6: I can bring back that jumpsuit. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> what was meeting Jeff Goldblum like?
6: Oh, gosh, I got to meet him at a San Francisco a comedy festival. I can't think of what it was. Outside Lands, um, a music festival where I did a comedy show. And he was there and I was like. I have to go talk to him because he's obviously I have to go talk to him for many reasons. And I did. And I was like, Oh, I'm in Jurassic World. And he was like, you are Oh, like he had no idea who I was or what I was talking about. It was really great. And then we took a picture and he was so like, he's so energetic and crazy. Like he pulled me and my friends into the picture and just like singing and talking to us and complimenting us and like just being everything you want him to be. So it was fun. It was totally I'm totally glad I talked to him. I was like, that was a moment I would have regretted if I didn't go up to him. I sometimes hate like going up to people and being like, Hey, when I want to talk to you and I but I was like, I have a good in on this one. Yeah. Like <laughs>
0: By, by one. the way, we're like in the same franchise. Yeah, <laughs>
6: yeah, might as well.
0: Um uh, my last question was I saw recently you went to Hawaii and it felt like a very kind of Jurassic trip did you go yeah. to did you like see anything specifically Jurassic or is it more just about kind of like oh. the vibe of like cause like anytime anytime people are in Hawaii, it's like that's where my mind instantly yeah. goes. Well
1: actually I was in Costa Rica. Oh
0: really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm.
1: But um
0: even more I mean, that's also that, Jurassic that, too, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um but uh they do have it was funny, I was on a tour um to go to they have the dry forest and then they have the rainforest and they're right next to each other very different climates like uh it's inhabited by different creatures the plants are different the sounds are different everything the weather is very different um and so i was on my way to the rainforest and i was on um the bus uh the tour bus with the tour guide and um some of the other i people on the tour And we uh, drove past a, I think it was called the Jurassic Dino Park. And then they have like uh, big dinos and it's meant to feel like Jurassic Park and stuff. We didn't go in it, but I looked at it and I was like, and I kind of chuckled to myself. And then the tour guide started talking about Jurassic World and how (laughs) amazing and how much it means to them and all that stuff. And I was just like... And then everybody started talking about Jurassic World on the bus. And then I was like, "Uh," eh. And then I was like, no, no, shit, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. And, um, yeah, it's just funny to think, like, they were talking about the Mosasaur. They were talking about the whole film. And it's just funny to think that I was, I don't know, I was kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It's very. I imagine yeah. it was very surreal. But then
1: I was like, well, what's, I mean, that. It's such a small tour, it just might be weird at some point to be like in the rainforest with these
0: people. <laughs> After I'm like,
1: Oh yeah. Um
0: <laughs> What do you what did you think of the Moses announcer? <laughs> yeah. Her name is Sarah Exactly. You know. They would have been
1: like, Oh, what's
0: with this girl?
4: <laughs> so I just that's, kept my mouth shut.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs>
5: We at a, a party. My friend Chris was in town. He was making a movie about his mother dying of cancer. Um, oh my god! Yeah, really? Chris Kelly uh, was was there to shoot other people. If you're familiar with it, and it's just some of his friends at a hangout because um, I'll usually we we'll usually try to see each other when he's in Los Angeles, um, and. So I go to this stranger's house who he's just staying with, and these other people are there, like John Mullaney is there. Weirdly, like the person I talked to the most that night was Jesse Plemons who was playing the Chris character. Oh my In the gosh. movie. <laughs> it was like a weird it was a weird night. And then just people I didn't know or like Darcy Cardin was there. Um, she plays Janet on the good place. Um, who I'd met a few times before because she and Chris are really good friends. And so the party is winding down and some and like a bunch of people left like Jesse Plemons had left John Mulaney had left um, and it's just a small group of people and somehow we start talking about Jurassic World and and we're everybody's like criticizing it and I'm saying like yeah I don't think it was a good movie but I thought it was really fun I thought it was a fun movie it was fun to watch and then my boyfriend turns to me and he goes, I have like seven missed calls from your sister. And I was like, well, that's not normal. Um, My sister doesn't call my boyfriend. (laughs) It's not like a thing that happens. Um, And immediately I was like, oh, someone is dead. Uh, If my sister is trying to reach my boyfriend that urgently. And I look at my phone, and I have, like... I don't even remember how many missed calls from my mom and sister. And then just, like, a text from my mom that says, call me before you talk to Taylor, who is my sister. Oh, wow. And so I go from a conversation about Jurassic World (laughs) to calling my mom and... immediately... Being like, okay, who died? Is it Aunt Karen? <laughs> because she had been sick. My Aunt Karen had been really sick recently. And she says, no, sweetie, it's your dad. And <laughs> my dad um, had passed away the that morning, I think. Um, this was July 1st, 2015. <laughs> um. And my dad was an alcoholic. His life had been really bad the last, like, five years, and then getting bad the five years before that. And his uh, liver gave out, so he, he died of cirrhosis. Um, and that was the last thing I was talking about before I found out that my dad died as I was saying I thought it was a fun movie
0: oh my god
5: <laughs> and then so, so I'm, I'm now at this like backyard hangout with a bunch of people I don't really know And my friend Chris who is in town to make a movie about his mother dying and I walk out the hallway and I'm just like having a total out of body experience
0: Oh, I can't even imagine.
5: And I run into my... And my, my boyfriend is there. And he's like, what happened? And I said, my dad died. And then Chris is there. And I turned to Chris and I'm like, my dad died. I have to go. And then I go into the backyard. And for a d- dumb reason, I just announced to the whole backyard, I have to go. My dad died. <laughs> and I don't... I was just like... I This weird need for everybody to know that my dad had died. <laughs> um, and then Darcy Carden rushes over to me and gives me a big hug and she's like i'm so sorry and then i'm just like okay bye bye (laughs) and like with bad stuff i'm always trying to make it okay like this is fine this is fine yeah everything's fine and then with good experiences it's like well this might not be fine this might not be fine (laughs) this might end yeah um yeah, so now that is my strongest association with <laughs> Jurassic World.
0: <laughs> so so you're telling me you haven't seen the movie since.
5: I haven't, no. I have not I mean, seen Jurassic World since that since that first time. I would watch it again. It's not like the movie is now tainted for me. It's, But it's also like, as I was saying that night, it's not a great movie, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really have much of a pressing drive.
0: Just even, and I imagine in, like, the podcast you do, I'm sure you're just even, like, you know, when we even talked about, like, goosebumps and stuff, it's like when I finally went back and, like, read the, like, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be fun to go back and read these. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not even fun for nostalgic yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah.
5: The, the feeling that you had associated with it became the thing instead of the thing.
0: And I don't know. It's just weird how our brain, like, Finds ways to like make memories with our like pop culture, yeah. Instead of like, oh, let's just talk about this. It's like now it's just there's like this whole other layer of whatever, yeah, because
5: like, it becomes such a personal relationship that people have to the thing, to the yeah. pop culture, whatever,
0: yeah. And I just, I'm just having this thought right now. It's like, I feel like for me, at least with Jurassic Park, a big narrative around it is like it's kind of like around when my parents got divorced. Oh, really? When the first movie came out. And so part of me wonders if if there wasn't that kind of other strong personal thing happening in my life at the time, if this movie would have the same impact. Because this was like Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's a part that even I think through this whole podcast has been like, Oh, but like, you know, you see this picture of me as a kid, you know, playing with my Jurassic Park toys, like, for Christmas that year after they came out, and you're like, Well, this is maybe the happiest I ever was. And then you start to be like, oh, is this the happiest I ever will be? Yeah. Stuff. And then (laughs) then it becomes very intense. Yeah. And like, but it's like, there's
5: so much more behind it than just being a fan of the movie. Yeah. The thing that's really interesting about it. I, I wrote about it, um, about a year after, well, I wrote about my, the whole experience of my dad dying in like in great length, um, a few months after, um, but then a year later, I wrote about the actual, like, night of finding out. And w- one of the things that I said in it is it's sort of like, you have no... You have no idea what is going to be happening when you find out something monumental, such as your dad has died. And it, it's almost like how moms like back in the day would say like wear clean underwear because you don't know if you're going to get in a car accident (laughs) and the paramedics will see your underwear and so it's now now like don't talk about jurassic world because you never know if it's going to be the last thing you were talking about before your dad died so it's yeah it was a weird weird night
0: has been episode 12 of See Jurassic Right. My guests on this week's episode and future episodes were Lauren Lapkus. You can follow her on Twitter at Lauren Lapkus. Courtney James Clark. You can follow her on Twitter at Court J. Clark. Lindsay K. Tai. You can follow her on Twitter at Lindsay K. Tai. Mary Holland. You can follow her on Twitter at mholland85. And Maria Wojcikowski. You can follow her on Twitter at Ria Wajo. And follow the I Look Like Laura Dern Instagram at I Look Like Laura Dern 1. Well, episode 13 drops one month from today. Be on the lookout for a mini-sode dropping next Tuesday. I'll be playing voicemails and reading emails sent in from listeners like you. Also be on the lookout for future mini-sodes and special segments as well. And now you can support Sea Jurassic Ride on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Sea And check out the Sea Jurassic Ride Facebook group by searching Sea Jurassic Ride Podcast on Facebook. Now I have two questions for you. If you want to tweet at me, call in, or leave a voicemail before next month's show, these questions are... What are you looking forward to most in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the follow up to Jurassic World? And has the hype and excitement leading up to this new film been different than the last one? And in what ways? 65 million years of waiting. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. you can also interact with me in the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following Pod on Twitter Right on Instagram Right on Facebook or you can send me an email at CJurassicWrite at gmail.com Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours but I also am going to be sharing Ephemera from my childhood and oh god I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything it's going to be great and I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggeri at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Ride is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time.